Welcome. Hey there, skinny peeps. Welcome to The Skinny with Jesus. Today is June 15th, 2019. My name is Bevan Caramello, and I am so glad you have tuned in today. We are starting a brand new series today called The Road to Jericho. And I just want you all to know as we start this new series, if you have landed here today, whether it is on June 15th, 2019, or some date long from now, way into the future, you have been prayed for. I uh, spend a lot of time just praying over um, the people who are going to listen to these messages. And I just ask God to do a mighty work in our hearts to speak exactly what it is that He has for each of us today um, as we are listening and talking together. Uh, oftentimes, He speaks things to my heart as well. And so um, I hope that this is a time that that really blesses you, that challenges you, that grows you, um, and that strengthens you in His Word. So I am glad you're here. Okay, new series, The Road to Jericho. We are going to be walking through the first six chapters of the book of Joshua. Okay, so I'm going to start us off. We are going to read um, about half of the first chapter today. So I'm going to start us off in Joshua chapter one. I'm going to read verses one through nine to get us started. Okay, verse one, it says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give them to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the great sea on the west. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the left or to the right, that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of law, do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. All right, that was the end of verse nine. Let's pause right there for a minute and talk about what we've read. So to start out, I want to give you guys a little bit of background here as to what's happening in the book of Joshua. Joshua follows the book of Deuteronomy, okay? The first five books of the Bible, they were written by Moses. And now Moses, the law, okay, containing the, the, the Jewish law. And um, the Ten Commandments are in there. Those are the original five books. Moses has now died, okay? Moses has died and Joshua has taken over and he is now in charge. He's leading, okay? So just a little bit of background here. After 40 years in the desert, okay? Remember Moses, um, God used Moses to free the Israelites, to set them free from slavery in Egypt, 
okay? Hundreds of years of slavery in Egypt. And he sets them free through Moses and Moses leads them into the desert, but they sin against God and they choose to worship idols. And so as punishment, he doesn't lead them. God doesn't lead the people straight to the land of Canaan that he has promised them for generations that he would give them. Okay. All the way back to Abraham. Um, and, and so they wandered around in the desert as no, living as nomads with no real home, no real place to call their own. Okay. And now Moses has died and the generation that had sinned against God has all died off. The children have grown up. They're now the adults and they've got their own children. And Joshua, God is, is um, called Joshua into leadership now. And he is about to lead Joshua into leading them into the land of Canaan. Okay. Into Israel, what is now modern day Israel. So these are hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people and their livestock and all their stuff, okay, that they have been dragging around with them in the desert for 40 years. Different historians and theologians give different numbers here, but it's a lot of people, okay, and a lot of animals, a lot of sheep and goats and cattle and kids. And I mean, you know how much <laughs> energy it takes just for a family vacation, just to get your family of four, your family of five or six loaded up into the car to get on the road, right? And here Joshua is preparing to lead the entire nation of Israel in, into the land of Canaan, okay, into the land that God has promised them. And I love verse eight here. Um, we're going to camp out on verse eight here for just a little while. Um, and I'm going to show you some different places in scripture where God says something similar. Um, I'm going to read it again for us. It says, okay, this is God talking to Joshua here. Okay. Cause they, he's about to go in. He's about to have to conquer this land. So God's going to give it to him. And he has said, you're going to be successful, right? Um, I'm going to lead you to lead these people and, and you're going to be successful. Nobody's going to be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. But then he goes on in verse eight and he says, do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Meditate on it day and night. Okay, so does that sound like, does this sound like God wants his people to have a casual relationship with his word? That's what just came to my mind as I was reading that verse, as I was meditate on, meditating on it and thinking about it. And that's not casual at all, right? God is commanding Joshua to cling to his word. And it reminded me of another place in scripture. I'm going to flip over just one book to the book of Deuteronomy chapter six. This is one of my favorite places in all of scripture. And it's one of my mother-in-law's favorite um, places too. I'm going to read Deuteronomy chapter six, verses five through nine. It says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give to you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. You guys, God wants us to be thinking about him and to be talking about him and his word constantly. He wants it to overflow from our hearts to our mouths and then out to others. 
That's the whole point, to know God's word well enough to be able to live it out and speak it in the moments that he calls us to, to others, right? Listen to what Peter says in 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. It says, his divine power, it's talking about, um, let me start at verse 2. It says, grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus, our Lord. Okay, so when we're going on to verse three, talking about God and Jesus, our Lord, it says his divine power, that's God's power, his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. So Peter's telling us, he says, everything we need for life and godliness can be found where? What did he say in verse three? You guys remember? In our knowledge of God, in our knowledge of him who called us. That's God. And then verse four goes on to say that we've been given God's precious promises. Think about that for a second. Where do we find God's precious promises? His unfailing promises, the promises he has never failed to keep. Where do we find them? We find them in God's word, right? And then verse four continues, why? Why have we been given God's precious promises? Peter goes on to say, he says, so that we may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. We find what we need in God's word so that we can escape the corruption of this world. Okay, let's flip back to Joshua, back to our main text in Joshua chapter one. Do you guys remember what we read just a few minutes ago in Joshua chapter one, verse eight? Remember what, um, what God said to Joshua here? He says, meditate on the word of God day and night. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. So he says, don't just read the word, right? James talks about that too in the book of James. Don't just read the word, do what it says. And God's saying basically the same thing here. He says, meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it, right? And then he goes on to say, God says, then Joshua, meditate on it day and night. Be careful to do what my word says to do. Then you will be prosperous and successful, and Peter, Peter says that we can escape the corruption of this world and overcome our evil desires. Our evil desires, you guys, are going to be the things that tempt us or anything that just draws us into sin. Anything that draws us into sin is drawing us away from God, right? So Peter's telling us that we can overcome those desires that pull us away from godliness when we cling to God's word and his promises. And Joshua says, um, the book of Joshua, God says the same thing. He says, when we obey 
God's commands, when we obey his commands and we live as he has instructed us to live, we will be prosperous and successful. So what kind of success do you think God is promising Joshua here when he says, cling to my word, meditate on it day and night? And do what it says, and you will be prosperous and successful. Remember, Joshua is about to lead the the fighting men of Israel into war. And he's already promised him victory. He says, nobody's going to be able to stand up against you. But they still have to trust in God and go into the promised land and, and do what God's told them to do. Forty years prior... They were afraid. They were worshiping idols, and then they disobeyed God. They were fearful, and they didn't believe some spies, Caleb. They they went in to Canaan, and they saw giants like Goliath living in different parts of Canaan, and they were afraid, and they didn't have faith that God would deliver them and do what— he said that he was going to do. So they, God said, never mind. I'm not going to give it to you right now. You, this whole generation um, that doubts me and doesn't have faith in me is going to have to die off. And now he's giving them another chance. So they've learned from their mistake. Okay. And he's promised Joshua success here, leading these people into the promised land. When Joshua meditates on his word day and night, does what it says, you will be prosperous and successful. So This isn't, obviously, this isn't a worldly kind of success, right? He's not promising Joshua money and power. He's not promising Joshua a bigger house or a nicer car. So I looked up this word for success, okay? In in Hebrew, this word that's used right here in the book of Joshua, Um, chapter one, verse eight, the word in Hebrew for success is sakal. Okay. I don't speak Hebrew, so I'm sure I didn't say that hundred percent correctly. I can't even make that sound, but um, you spell it. It's S-A-K-A-L. Okay. Sakal. And it means to have insight or to understand the type of success that God is promising Joshua here. This word sakal, it implies wisdom. The success that is that God is promising Joshua here is godly wisdom. God is telling Joshua, you will know what to do. When you cling to my word, you're going to know what to do. Obey my commands. I'm going to give you success. I'm going to give you wisdom. You're going to know what to do when you get to these battles. So if we know God's word and we are thinking about it day and night, we are going to have the wisdom we need to live this life and walk through our daily lives making choices that please God. We're going to have wisdom for the battles that come our way. Just like Peter told us, we will have everything we need for life and godliness You guys, this is God's version of living a successful life. This is God's version of living a successful life. Clinging to his word, he promises you'll know what to do. Meditate on my word day and night, and you will be prosperous. You will find success. That, I don't know about you guys, but that sounds like something I could use more of. 
right? A little bit more godly wisdom leading me in my everyday life. All right. Um, Next week, we're going to finish out chapter one in the book of Joshua. Um, Wrapping it up today, let's, let's pray. Father God, oh Lord, I thank you for this time today. Lord, I thank you for um, each person who is listening to this message. Lord, I thank you for your word. Um, I praise you for being a God who is faithful, um, who always makes good on his promises. I praise you for being a God that we can trust, a God who has given us his word. Lord, thank you that we can cling to your word and that you promise us success and prosperity, Lord, not the kind of this world, not fancy cars and bigger houses, Lord, but the more we know your word, the more wisdom we're going to have to live our life the way that you've called us to. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for giving us your word, for teaching us, for giving us everything we need for godliness, Lord, for life and godliness. What an awesome promise. Lord, we love you. We praise you. Lord, I pray um, for every person on this call as they are walking through their Uh, their life this week. Lord, I pray that you would give them wisdom, that you would bring to mind uh, the scriptures they need, the moments that they need them, that you would comfort those who are hurting, that you would give courage to those who are fearful, who are afraid. Lord, that you would give health um, to those who are sick. Lord, I pray that in moments um, of weakness that that we would cling to you. Lord, that we would stand on your promises. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, skinny peeps, that is all I have for you today. It was kind of short and sweet today. Thank you for joining us and being such a special part of my day today. I truly love our time together. If you haven't already um, found us on Facebook, I would love for you to find us there. Just search The Skinny with Jesus in Facebook and then add yourself there. All are welcome. So feel free to add any friends or family that you think might like to plug in with us here. They are welcome too. And then like I said earlier, join us next time uh, in our next episode as we continue on toward Jericho in the book of Joshua. We'll be studying the second half of chapter one in our next episode, and I will be looking forward to it. And as always, in the meantime, you guys know I will be praying for you and yours. Bye now.